1: Live in the virtual hangar of our minds, we are Those Guys with Ships, and this is episode number 155 of the Versecast, our Star Citizen Gaming Community Podcast. Today is May 22nd, 2947, and you are tuned to the Those Guys with Stretch Pants show, Part Deux. That's French mark, which makes it extra fancy.
0: Kind of like Hot Shots Part Deux. I would argue the fanciest
1: of the Hot Shots. Yes. I did that on purpose. So we're doing something a little bit different this time, Uh, life being life and whatnot. Um, We are actually doing uh, the Mark and Gleep show one week earlier, and then we will be doing the uh, uh, Jimmy Ace and Gleep show one week later. So... Um, if you were uh, tuning in tonight to hear about uh, Star Citizen news or uh, what we uh, what passes for Star <laughs> Citizen news in our in our world, uh, that will be coming soon. There's some, there's some stuff to talk about, um, lots of pretty pictures uh, and uh, other fun stuff. So we will be getting to that next week. We'll be coming out hopefully on um, the evening of the three day of the holiday of the three day holiday weekend here in the in the Americas. Uh, but um, we just couldn't wait. We couldn't wait to talk more. Well, <clears throat> before we get to that, Mark Stubby the Rocket says it's space opera week on tour.com. Which is amazing. Yeah. well, And you were just saying you know something about the tours. Tell us about the tours.
0: Well, I mean, I, any, I would think any nerd worth his salt would know tour. Uh, Tor. T O R. As the publisher of many a fine fiction. Be it uh, uh-huh. science fictions, or fantasies, or fantasy fictions, mm-hmm. or science
1: <laughs> All the speculative fiction, I think. Like I believe, what they- let's,
0: yes, let's speculate about this fiction. Well, anyway, yeah, no, I grew up, uh, I mean, the, I, th- I believe all of the, the Dungeons and Dragons-esque books were done by Tor, or done through Tor as a publisher, so like my, my Dragonlance novels, those were excellent. Um, oh, nice! Others, all the uh, Mar- Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman books, were, which were excellent. They they did uh, they did the uh, Dragonlance. They were the people in Dragonlance. Incidentally, who um, a little foreshadowing. Uh, they developed their uh, that entire camp or that that entire uh, um, uh, campaign. Campaign. Well, they developed that entire book uh, sequence or whatever that entire world from a campaign in D D D. That's where they started that. So
1: that's amazing, isn't it, Amp. though? And foreshadowing, it just like you yeah. said.
0: So, <laughs> very interesting. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, was obviously a favorite as a child. But uh, yeah, no, the tour's been. Uh, gosh,
1: jeez, I mean, they've been around for forever. I just, you know, I just happened upon them this last week because I was uh, researching the space operas, and uh, last week it turns out was Space Opera Week. <laughs> Who knew? Not me. Huh? I do now. Um, and uh, so anyway, it's um, uh, lots and lots of cool stuff out there. I will link it in the show notes, of course. Uh, and uh, if I had time to check it out, which I don't, um, I, could, I could see uh, spending uh, many, many hours there. You see, my, my father, um, Father Ogleep, uh, collected pulp sci-fi novels and novellas, like stuff from the 50s and mm-hmm, 60s. Mm-hmm. And so uh, some of the stuff there uh, kind of reminds me of those books. He used to be kind, and I can't remember the series. And unfortunately, all, all those are, are gone now. But the, he used to get uh, uh, novels or novellas in in a series where uh, if you, you would start the book on one side, and these were like you know pulpy paperbacks, you would start, and the book would go roughly, the story would go roughly halfway through the book, and then you would you would end, and then you would flip the book over, and on the other side you had a completely different novella.
0: Interesting.
1: So. Yeah, so there was actually, actually, there would be pages that, you know, you looked at it one way, it was upside down, and then you looked at it, but if you looked at it in the mirror, then none of it made sense, so, but, you know, that's kind of what science fiction's all about,
0: right? Yeah, so, uh, obviously, you were a scientist from the beginning and testing these things, <laughs> no, sideways just, book words.
1: Well, unfortunately, because, you know, it was my my, my father, um, I thought it was stupid, uh, because, you know, yeah. parents do stupid <laughs> stuff, yeah. and so... Um I uh, I came uh, I came to the science fictions later in life after I had matured a little bit. Oh. Well that's that's unfortunate. Such, such that I have. <laughs> uh anyway, but um yes, so definitely check that out. It, it's um I, I like the space operas. Um and that's speaking of the space operas, we are back again. Yes. Spoiler alert. Do you have like a spoiler alert claxon something? I was just thinking the
0: same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Weo <laughs> that all you got? That's what I'm, uh, That's I it turns out I almost uh, my voice almost cracked, so I had to have a beverage while uh, while you <laughs> laughed at me. I was
1: I was I was ho- kind of <laughs> something like wow. that. Wow. That's impressive. Let's yeah. use that. Right. You just can't have to do it yourself. <laughs> <right>. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. Um so more the expanse. Yep. B-K-A. So uh, we are following up on episode number 154. That was the last show. And we are going to continue to talk about the first Expanse book up to the point where the first season of the sci-fi television series ends. Uh, because um, uh, things there are the way they are, there may be some overspray. So if you have concerns about Expanse spoilers, this may be yet another good opportunity for you to drug test your Blackwater <laughs> Wow. That was a callback, Mark. I
0: know. Oh, God, I remember. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> gonna dance with your daddy all night long. You got that one. Oh, yeah.
0: Who, who is that?
1: <laughs> it was Doobie Brothers. Doobie Brothers. Thank you. Yeah, that was yeah. going to be annoying for the
0: next, like, three hours while I tried to remember.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, and uh and drug testing your black water um is actually a different thing um because I don't um I mean, but of course as, as these things as these things do tend to give over and over and over again. Uh you can uh, you can make up your own jokes at home, but uh, there will also be a link to um drug testing sewer water as a um as a way to uh rate uh metropolitan areas um, um Consumption statistics? Please. Yeah, uh, pretty much. That's what it's looking like. That is creepy. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's, God, I love the internet. You just right? put in words and stuff comes back. <laughs> and I wonder what <laughs> they find in my water. Because mine's just
0: a bunch. I mean, the average age here is like 65. So I, w- I wonder what they find in there.
1: Yeah. I just, Probably um, a whole lot of Viagra. Sta- oh, <laughs> Viagra and statins. <laughs> <laughs> Werther's Originals. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Ah, beverage. Yes. All right. So um, we are going to discuss, uh, as we said, book one, season one, book one up to the end of season one. And uh, last time, I think we ended up with talking about our characters, the characters that we um, um, that we enjoyed and mm-hmm. didn't enjoy, or the ones that we thought were good, the ones that we thought were bad, the ones we thought were interesting. Um, and so now I thought we would give these a similar treatment uh, to uh, the book and uh, to uh, season one and, you know, what, what we like, the story pretty much. So what we like about the story, what we, we, uh, we don't care um, so much for about the story. And uh, what I like is the, um, the way that the plot twists are integrated uh, into the story within the book. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the TV, I think you have to kind of, you look at it with, di- with different eyes um, with your not TV eyes, or no, with your TV Based eyes, with your, with your TV
0: eyes, as opposed to your mind eye.
1: Yes, because you remember Elvis had TV glasses. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see those? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So something like that, but completely. Yeah, but different. not even remotely the same. Yeah, not even except uh, a fried
0: banana sandwich would taste really oh, good. Yeah. I had fried bananas for uh, dessert the other night at a
1: at a local sushi bar. Really, it was fantastic. Mmm, wow. love the yes yeah. All right. So, um, and one of the things that I discovered in my researches for this was that Ty Frank, who is one of the uh, the authors of the, uh, we, we talked we, last time we talked about the thing with uh, you have two authors, uh, one pen name. Right? Yes, yes. So, so we covered that. Would up. he
0: be the first name or the last name?
1: Well, um, we will get to that a little bit later on because um, there's an interesting story about how uh, the two of them came together, uh, but. Um, it turns out that uh, Ty Frank has, uh, in the past, or is continuing to work as George R. R. Martin's assistant.
0: Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> Perfect. Game
1: of Thrones, you, you know, you know
0: him. Oh, I know well. I know well of Game of
1: Thrones. Okay, okay. So I, you know, I felt in places like the writing style was very similar uh, to uh, Song of Ice and Fire books. And um um you know, like for instance, you know, in in uh, Game of Thrones like at the end of the first book, mm-hmm. um, you know, when uh, when Ned Stark uh, trots out there onto the um, onto the uh, the platform. Uh uh I don't you know, I, I think a lot of people were sort of surprised that uh when uh, Joffrey um uh cut his okay. head. When off. he actually died.
0: When yeah. he actually died, right. Yeah.
1: They're like Main oh character my God. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so um, you know, sort of similar situation in um, in book one, where uh, Miller's boss, uh, Captain Shadid, uh, it turns out that she was working for the OPA. She was uh, she was um, what was the name of the um, of the the contract company, the security contract company that he was working for, uh, Helix something. Uh, other? Star Helix. Star Helix. Yeah. yeah. So she. She, which is a, a, an Earth company, um, but she was um, uh, she was in fact uh, working for um, or working in um, cahoots, if you will, with um, uh, Dawes. What's it? Dawes' first name? Is it Anderson? Anderson Dawes. Yep. Yeah, Anderson Dawes. Um, so you know that you know, and the uh, the way that they sort of re- or they revealed that the reason why. She had put Miller onto the uh, Julie Mao case was because she was confident that he couldn't do the job, you know. So that, that was that sort of you know, like um, you know subplot that gets revealed in a way that is unexpected. That um, these things have happened uh, many many times in the uh, the uh, Song of Ice and Fire books. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and um, so that that's kind of the the. the One of the the things about the story that I I mean, apart from the subject matter and all, you know, I mean, I love I love I love space. I love outer space. I love uh, uh, spaceships. I love uh, I love planets. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. I love I love the way I love the way that uh, I feel in zero G. I love air, but not too much air.
0: But, you know, (laughs) in warmth, I like warmth and sometimes sun.
1: Yes yeah. and and uh, I I don't care for vacuum quite so no, much but no. you know that's that that, that that's okay. Yeah. Huh? Um and um uh so what what do you what do you like about the story?
0: Geez, you know it's funny I was just reading some of uh the later books uh, today. Um it got all messed up first off in my in my uh uh, the formatting's all goofy on mine. I don't know what it was. I, I tried to redownload it again from um, uh, the Kindle thing or whatever. It just was completely off. But whatever. Anyway, um, so I'm having to force myself. It's, it says it's 4,000 pages long. Um, incidentally, <laughs> it's, a just, lot. it's just a paragraph per page. <laughs> so <laughs> there are approximately 4,000 paragraphs. Um, no, uh, uh geez, the story, I think what I like is that... Um, I, I, they're not as it, it's not as cutthroat as uh, as Song of Ice and Fire was is I guess um, I, I I don't find it to be as uh, what's what I'm looking for I think that's the best way to describe it as as cutthroat he's not they don't just take random seemingly random characters in these first I'm only talking about the first book I, I refuse well, to gotcha, I, I gotcha. refuse to comment about the rest of the books. So I'm limiting myself to opinions on the first book. Um, okay, they don't appear to be taking any random, uh, or at least at the end of the first book. There are no random, random surprise uh, killings going on, uh, which mm-hmm. I think to me that can be a good thing and a bad thing. It, you know, and a good thing it lets you really invest yourselves in the characters, knowing that they'll be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a bad thing in that you don't, uh, you're not, you know, they'll get. I guess the one thing you look at is you know they'll get through it. Um, yeah, you, you know that they'll come through, and it wasn't or yeah, I think that as far as the first book goes that's that's all I'll say there, so, yeah, I think you know and that's that's important you, you don't want to feel like you want to be able to invest yourself, I think that's what keeps you coming back
1: okay now how how about the the television show uh the way that the story is uh, has unfolded in it in season one?
0: oh gosh, you have to remember how how was the end of season one? It gets so confusing there. Season I'll be honest with you, the end of season two story, or, or show, lines up much better. Season one story, um, very hard. End of season one is the Escape from Arrows. Okay, okay. So, Escape from Arrows, that, well, once again, you know, we've got some some secondary characters dying, right? Um, some, uh, uh, some things like that. We have the uh, what appear to be maybe some 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 fatal um, occurrences, you know, with the, with the with the radiation poisoning and so forth. That you know can be very. Uh, uh, once again, they're kind of they're traumatic experiences, but they're not necessarily. I don't know. I don't feel like they're as personalized as they were in uh, Song of Ice and Fire in terms of the uh, how how the characters are affected I mean I feel like the characters are affected in very maybe, you know what let me put it this way I think it's because there are a lot of children involved in A Song of Ice and Fire a whole lot of kids and you see them growing up throughout yeah. the different books this one they're already adults they've already made their decisions they've already got their baggage now you just try to figure them out uh, whereas the children you're literally watching them grow up into these you know, very disparate uh, characters as they go along. So, uh, but having said that, okay, so about the storyline, the best things that have happened. I mean, I think Eros is a great point. Um, kind of that mass, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call that, sacrifice, I guess, towards science. I guess, I don't know what else you'd call mm-hmm. that.
1: Science!
0: Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, genocide? Yeah, well, it is. It was kind of a genocide, but it's not really genocide. Isn't genocide usually just one? Well, I guess it is. It's really one one sub subcategory of, pers- of people. So That's true. That's yeah, true. Subset, I mean, it was yeah. the
1: intent, the, the intent, the Dresden's intent was not to um, eliminate um, the uh, belter uh, yeah. race or, or species. Uh, it was, you know, they were, he just like conscripted them as lab. Yeah, it's really, it
0: really was just convenience more than anything else. He didn't really necessarily pick them. I think it, was just, it just so happened they happened to be on what makes a fantastic Petri dish.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. but uh, no, I mean, I think the the moral ambiguity is interesting. They've got a lot of that in here, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I think that's. I don't really have a specific part that I think is the best. I think I like the uh, just the way that um, the story is told in the in the uh, in the manner they tell it, and I like the uh, you know I like the character development. So there you go.
1: Well, you know, and, it's, and I think that they they do a good job um, uh, of keeping the story going. That there aren't Really at least I've not uh, come upon in the first book, there aren't any um, uh, instances where the story drags you know it's like something something was will, is always um, uh, happening or there's and it, and, and it could be and I think you were talking about this um, last time or we were uh, texting it back and forth to each other. Uh, about the uh, point-of-view style of the books, which is, is similar to the uh, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, the um, uh, Song of, uh, of Ice and Fire, in that you each chapter has a point-of-view character and that you keep going back to those characters and that's the way that the, the narrative unfolds, which I think um, uh, works very well for keeping things... Um, it makes it really convenient for a, a way where they can have a cliffhanger... At the end of, of many chapters, uh, that when you you know you you fast forward or, or page forward you go, oh my god, when's when's the next um, the next Miller chapter yeah. so that I can you know find out what happens next. So
0: yeah, and I think they do a good job at that. I will say, I think you're right. The pacing of it is very good. I don't feel like there are any. I don't feel like there's any character I don't really care about and want to just skip skip ahead. I don't know if you ever read any mm-hmm. of the Wheel of Time um, books by uh, Robert Jordan. Not yet? Those are... um, The first several are excellent. They are huge. Thousand and thousand-odd page uh, paperbacks. Um, Excellent writing the first few. Uh, Then it gets to be what I would argue is overwhelming. That would be... That would be, He ended up dying before he finished, and I'm told another writer picked it up and finished the novels, but honestly, uh, by the time I got out of them, I think I was 11 or 12 books in, and it was to the point where there were so many characters and so many different plot lines going on that just by the time you started really investing in one, they would immediately change to something else happening in another part of the world, going back you know a week and a half to tell you about that portion, and it would be so unrelated that uh, it was difficult to get involved in it. You couldn't. You couldn't sink yourself into it because it took you so much time to get invested in one thing, that it's gone. Then you don't hear about it for another, you know, 300 pages. And then by the time it picks up again, you've already kind of forgotten what's going on. You've, it's lost its immediacy, and it's just kind of, well, okay, I guess I'm going to go along there. And yeah. that, was, that, that is what i would use as a good example of, arguably, is it can be a rather poor pacing um, in terms of those using that same he uses the very same kind of writing style that's the reason I bring that up the switching between characters uh to kind of use it to further the story along um and I don't know I don't know if it's a its a length thing or just a writing style thing or what but uh, no i I completely agree I think the writing style really keeps you in, engaged the entire time
1: yeah i I think we we've we've all at some point dated that person that you know they <laughs> they're like that you have you know the these incredibly intense um uh, Uh, storylines, for lack of a Mm -hmm. a better uh, phrase, uh, that um, uh, just when you start to think you understand what's going on, it it changes entirely. Yeah. And then you wonder how you ended up with
0: blue frilly pillows on your couch. (laughs) That's right. And a dog you don't like. Now I've never done a cat. Well, let's talk about cats. Those (laughs) dogs now.
1: Like (laughs) them all. Cats? mm. Yeah, you see. Okay. Polarizing conversation. There we diverge, sir. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so um, um, yeah, I now what do you, um uh, here's this this next kind of thing. It's like, is there anything that you don't that you don't like about the way the stories are unfolding? Oh gosh, don't like about them. Um, something that maybe you know maybe it's not that you would like affirmatively don't care for it, but that it's just sort of like ah, kind of rubbed really? me the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, the first book, no. I will say, okay. I will allude, there are some, some aspects of, of the later novels that, it's um, uh, a good word for this, they feel a little flat. I feel okay. like there are portions where you, you can see how a character is developing, and they just kind of, it kind of falls on its face for a while. Uh, it's very, or it's mm. very, very easy to read. I mean, it's very, very archetypal. So it's like, oh, that's that guy. Okay, good to go you know. Mhm. So, mm-hmm. and that yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's you know, I mean, that's there's a reason they are archetypes, but um, it 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 definitely does make it a little bit less interesting because you don't really wonder what that person's doing or what they're thinking. You kind of know because you know that that's what that character is supposed to do. So they kind of fall right in there. They're a bit tropey. Yeah, I think you use tropey is, is a good an- is a good answer for that. So, but having said that, the situations they're putting them in are often, um, if not unique, at least novel in some way that make it you know interesting to read. And it may, it, and they're few and far between. So mm-hmm. at that point, I would say maybe they were having a little trouble coming up with new and interesting ideas for for some of the characters, um, or maybe they just didn't want to. I mean, It's also possible they just didn't want to. Uh, Put an overabundance of extremely complex characters into the books. You know, maybe they want to focus mainly on the uh, on the main ones, and not worry too much about some of the ancillary ones that kind of come and go. I suppose that's possible no, too. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. As I, um, one of the things I had down for my uh, things that I like on my things that I like list, uh, but you know. I, the more I think about it, it may actually be something I'm, I'm more neutral on, or could potentially, depending upon my mood in the moment, uh, be something I don't Ooh. care for. Okay, and and that is um, sort of the the internal squabbling, the the differing factions. So you know, you've got you you've got um, your Earthers, you have mm-hmm. your Martians, <clears throat> and you have your OPA, you have your Belters, and within uh, I'm trying to say, yeah. Within those groups, you have, um, uh, I guess, political intrigue would be uh, one way of, of of looking at it or or, or labeling mm-hmm. it. And um, I think that that though some of that makes it interesting in the way that um, uh, it is interesting in Game of Thrones. You know, if you think of, uh, of you know just the the political intrigue within House Lannister itself sure. right, with Tyrion and Cersei. Sure. And um, uh, and Jamie, um, and of course, and then um, uh, Uncle Kevin, and uh, what was what was Pop's name? Um, Tywin. No. Yes. Yeah. Ty- Isn't it Tywin yeah, Lannister? Yeah. Tywin. Uh, yeah, I think I think uh, you I might be so. right. Yes. I, uh, so his name was not here. Let me catch that arrow with my belly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not his name. Oh, <laughs> oof. That, that's one way to go. You think Nice business card. That
0: is that is a fitting end, though. You know, oh spe- uh, yeah. Of, well, not to not to digress too much, but that that was a fitting end. On the potty, mm-hmm.
1: yes. Um, so, um, and you know, and, and it's interesting because it works so well in a Song of Ice and Fire, but I, it it it, it didn't work as well in in book one of um, of. Uh, of the, the expanse um and you know it's and and i and i think part of of what wears thin about it is that um it's really sort of missing the point you know it's the hey hey guys over you know it's it's like um in rogue one where um when um um uh, Truett, uh you know is uh going you know uh, what, the, what was what was Truett's buddy's name who was the uh who was the uh the Barney to his Fred um no oh,
0: geez never asking me to remember names which is a terrible idea are you talking about the uh is that the the main male guy and then the uh male character no
1: no it was a uh, and uh the you know it was the blind guy and then oh. uh, his buddy um uh the dude
0: with the big guns with the long
1: hair dude big Gun dude, we'll call him Big Gun. Dude. Big Gun Jerry. Um, yes, and uh, so the the thing where you know Churrt sees the uh, the uh, the Walker coming before anybody else mm-hmm. does. You know, sees in in, in Richard Fingers' quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so anyway, uh, you know, here's Churrt over here saying, you know, in in uh, a Song of Ice and Fire, saying, um, "Hello, other side of the wall, Night King." You know. We uh, we really need to be uh, paying attention uh, to that, you know, because this is um, this is the real danger. Not you know whether not who's going to uh, uh, be uh, sitting on the um, uh, the uh, the Iron Throne, Um, and then of course in the Expanse there is that nasty proto molecule, you know, and all of the um, all of the uh, uh, potential um, game over check please. Uh, That it has associated with it. So true. um, Although I would argue that's pretty. That's pretty. I I feel like that's pretty standard.
0: Um, Not. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's as far. Especially when you're talking about space opera or any uh, really. I mean, any. Not really an opera. What would fantasy be? What's that an opera of? Not really an opera. Is it the? It's just a. Uh, I don't even know. Whatever it is. Whatever. (laughs) Someone tell us what a fantasy opera would be that's not a space opera. Uh, whatever it is, that's what that is. So I would argue that those types of books, that type of setting, um, operatic perhaps I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, I think that's kind of what you end up with. You know, you have that's how you set up multiple. I mean, that's that's how you do sequels in movies too, or uh, or TV shows. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's the hey, there's some guys, and we kind of have some interesting things going on with people and groups, and then uh, the next the big reveal is that oh, that wasn't actually the bad guy, the bad guy, were was a bad guy, but they weren't the bad guy. The bad guy is now this thing, and then you go through and maybe get a season or two or a book or two out of that, and then it turns out, but that bad guy was just a precursor to the other bad guy, who is now bigger and worser. Also a good word, uh, worser. Yeah, worser. And then those kind of you know, it kind of fans out from there, and eventually you hope that you don't lose the lose the audience in some you know completely ridiculous uh, storyline you know, if you plan to head accordingly.
1: Yeah, well, may- maybe my my um, difficulty with it is just that because I've I've been through so much of that um, sort of structure uh-huh. or that sort of tension with uh, uh, the, all of the Game of Thrones books that, um, it's just kind of like, all right, I've been here and done this, you know, it's, you know, hello people. I will,
0: I will say, I would agree with you on that. What what I would say about those particular factions, uh, especially going, uh, into the second book, there, uh, there isn't much, uh, was it (laughs) kind of the the mile wide inch deep kind of thing. You know, they're, they're very, you, they're seemingly these huge, you know, enterprises taking all these different, uh, I uh, started yeah, doing all this stuff.
1: Enterprise is starting to do. No, that's enterprise.
0: Um, but uh, there's no whole lot of depth to them. You know, I mean, the earth is this, you know, kind of the old Christ- or aristocratic uh, lazy people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who just really care about themselves and want, you know, everything for themselves. And yeah, that kind of, um, you know, I don't know, whatever, the, uh, the kind of the top of society sort of people that just kind of, you know, rule... By I'm doing the hand motions, but you guys can't see them. <laughs> it's the kingly, you know, the wave of the hand, you know, kind of thing. Yes, yes, do this, whatever. We don't care. Keep the money coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, then you have your Mars guys who are the, the hardworking, the middle class kinds of people. You know, and then you have your then uh, you have your belters. You're very much your lower class rebellion, rebel kinds of people. But the thing is, is I think the most interesting portion of it. I mean, the belters. In this first book, they're really shoehorned into just this. Oh, oh they're all OPA. Oh, that's the really uh-huh. only. You know, it, there isn't any real. There really isn't any sense of gradation between them. It really does just kind of like it's it's either like it, it's almost like if you're talking at the Belters, you're talking about the OPA uh, in this first in this first book, and, and they're almost intermixed I and mean, they're almost interchangeable. Uh, I don't feel yeah. like there's a very good distinction between what is arguably a very um, a very very militant subgroup of them, uh, mm-hmm. and then you have what are would just be the work-a-day people, and they really don't distinguish those very well. Same, but then again, like I said, the same thing can be said about the Martians and the uh, and, and the Earthers.
1: Homogeneity, homogeneity, yes, yeah, yes. I I I think that's an excellent point. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I think it's very true. Is that they. Uh, they cast um, earth is cast as uh, people either the uh, the industrialists and then everybody else who is living on basic mm-hmm. which uh, I think is sort of an interesting concept yeah. and then uh, the Martians are very much the um, the rugged uh, uh, living on the frontier we're um, we're gonna make they're, this uh, they the can do to make this work we can right do. yeah you know, we are going to terraform this thing, damn it, mm-hmm. and um, and then the belters are just the the uh, the, the the folks uh, stuck in the middle, sucking it up. I would say, except though, in that case, um, in that instance, we do have a, a little bit more variety with uh, Fred Johnson. Um, yeah. And, okay. Because he's a well, but he's not a belter. He's he's an earther who has gone over to the belt side. <laughs> belt side. <laughs> oh, the belt side um but so anyway yeah it's it's, it's so maybe maybe they are uh, maybe the uh, uh George R R Martin's vehicle for um uh for or that his brand if we if we can um can uh, uh, uh couch it as such of uh, political intrigue uh is is being used here maybe too much or not as well or uh, it's a you know you're just splitting hairs at this point, Yeah I think, I think so. I think. Yeah
0: I mean it's an yeah. interesting topic but yeah as far as uh yeah, I, I, I don't think we, we can be shoehorned into to specifically saying it's exactly that. Um, It's definitely its own thing, but,
1: um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I think in this first book, you could tell there was room to grow. Yes. um, His name is Baze. Bays is his name. Chirrut and Baze. No, oh, well, there we go. Baze and Chirrut. Oh, I didn't even remember Chirrut, so good job. I mean, I remember the guy. One with the Force, the Force is with me. All right. So anyway, as we said, um, season one ends, of the television show ends with the Escape from Eros. And Mark, this is really hard, okay? So um, I, I think what we should do is uh, make a decision right now that um, we will uh, reconvene to, um, uh, to con- we're not done here tonight yet, but <laughs> we will um, reconvene to um, conclude those guys with sweatpants, um, or sweatpants. <laughs> Stretch
0: pants, pants or sweatpants, either one,
1: or sweatpants. Yeah, the same, similar idea. Um, You know, perhaps varying levels of casuality. After um, I have uh, um, concluded uh, reading um, all six books and seen uh, season two, because there's just uh, an issue that I'm running into is I'm I'm coming across stuff and I immediately want to go out to the wikis and look it up, and you just can't do that without getting spoiled. Yeah, you know, without spoilers. I mean, you know, it's like you look up a character, you, you know, you you learn about a character, and um, it's somebody that is maybe in a secondary role, and then you you know you go to the wiki and you find out that oh yeah, well they turn out to be the winner in the end, and it's like ah, I didn't want to know that. Like, why so, did I do that? Yeah. Why did I do? So anyway, um, um, I think that uh, I think that uh, we can get to uh, a book because I'm I'm powering through the books like like nobody's business. Um, as soon as uh. Uh, that happens, then we can um, then we can begin just follow, uh, following uh, after the um, after the show releases. We can uh, uh, just uh, critique uh, it relative to uh, to the story, and sure. I think that we will be in uh, uh, in spoiler free zone just because everything has been out for so long now. Yeah, so. yeah. But um, so anyway, uh, escape from Eros, um, and that. Uh, um, uh, uh, from the perspective of someone who hasn't seen it yet, uh, it appears as though uh, season two, about the middle of season two, is when uh, the end of the first book occurs. So I can't wait to talk about that because there is some stuff in there that is just, oh my God! Mm-hmm. And um, and I think I did. I think I mentioned on the last show that um, uh, that I wasn't going to be buying season two because I'm a cheapskate and because uh, you know uh, you know why why would I pay for anything when I can just wait for it to become uh, bingeable on Prime? Well, that resolve lasted until um, well until about five minutes after we had that conversation. <laughs> oh, well, that was pretty good. I, well, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. So well, it's, it's that damn one clip. It, it, you know, it's it's, it's real bad. bad. Yeah. One click buy, yeah. So um, I did pick it up, and I am um, let's see I'm a little bit more than halfway through season two right now, and I'm loving it. Um, and I'm also about um, uh, about two thirds of the way through book three, so um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to finish it up. Got, got me some credits on my Audible account, so um, I think I have just enough to get uh, current with the series. So um, we will uh, do that. Um, so. Anyway, um, if those of you out in podcast land have read and watched it all and for whatever reason are at all interested in what Mike... Mark, you're Mark. I'm Mark. I'm, I'm Mike. No, I'm not You're Mike. not even Mike. No. Who's Mike? Oh, wait. I, I oh, know. I'm talking into a mic. Okay. Um, if you guys uh, care what at all, we care what we think about it. Um, chances are we'll be discussing more of it soon, TM. But now, let's bring it all the way back around to why we're here to begin with. Star citizen. Don't
0: don't don't don't. Oh no! Wait, that wasn't that one. My bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, our Foley work is exquisite. <laughs> it's truly impressive. Um, so. Uh, there was an article that you brought to us a few months yeah. back about Ty Frank and some of his comments that he made about Star Citizen. Um, would you care to recap for us um, uh, that experience? Sure. Well, uh,
0: essentially, it was a, an article and I don't... Did you actually find out who... I felt terrible because I, I couldn't remember who who actually had the first article. I don't know. Was it this... Uh, um, that doesn't really matter. Whatever. Anyway, the important part is uh, that yes... Uh, It originally started out as an MMO. uh, Or that was, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, it started out as a, uh, I want to say, wasn't it, it, I want to say it was a campaign type of thing that they wanted to, that they were doing in role-playing, wasn't it?
1: Is that how it started? Well, um, wanted to make it an MMO Yes, Yes. Um, It was, uh, it started out as an idea for an MMO, uh, an MMO video game, and that was about the time that WoW came out. That's right, yeah. And, uh. And he pitched the idea to folks and quickly realized that given the level of tech available at that time, that the idea would be too expensive to implement if it was even possible. Uh, so then um, he turned it into a tabletop role-playing game. Um, and here's, here's the, the, uh, the interesting part. Uh, in which his now co-author, Daniel Abram, was a player in an early uh, campaign uh, which uh, uh, Mr. Frank was running. Um, and I guess that um, uh, Ty, Ty Frank, uh, he had such comprehensive notes to support every aspect of the game uh, that they were playing that uh, Daniel uh, suggested uh, him turning it into uh, story or turning his storylines, his, his campaign notes into a series of books yeah. and bam, here we are. So um, what he originally envisioned in 2004 as an MMO uh, with uh, the level of complexity and detail uh, that we are all hoping for in Star Citizen by 2020 or sooner, TM, um, uh, turned into uh, into these novels. Which the first one? When did the first one came out? They're doing them once a year. Which uh, hello, Germ, are you listening? Once a year, that's good. We like that. Um, let's see. I think the first one came out in 2011. I think he's, so planning on, six, okay, he's
0: planning on being complete in 2019, I think, is when they're saying that they'll, all of them will be complete. Nine, nine, nine books, I believe. Nine yeah. books.
1: Nine, so that's one a year. Yeah. I mean, see, see the way I did that, man. You did. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so, anywho. Um, uh, scrolling. I'm having scrolling disorder here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh, so, anyway, I that... Uh, there has been some talk, and there is in this article, which of course we will be linking in the show notes, uh, that uh, there will maybe someday be, uh, or that Ty thinks it's a good idea. So yeah, total total, total <laughs> speculation. Total speculation. Yes. Total speculation, wishful thinking, uh, that there will be an expanse expansion for Star Citizen. Um, and so I, I think, what do you think about, um, from our knowledge of the... Because we talked a little bit last time about how cool uh, the Martian marine mm-hmm. armor looked um, uh, and, you know, how it sort of uh, was reminiscent of some of the uh, the armor in Star Citizen uh, that we have seen or some of the... Uh, sure, the, uh, yeah. The, the the proof or the the designs that we, that have been yeah. floated so far. So what do you think about um, about that idea of having an expanse expansion?
0: You know, it's interesting. I don't know if I would want an expanse expansion or something, or them to take that engine and turn it into an expanse game. You know, I think ah. I think that you know. Let's as I think more about that. It's also possible they could enter. I mean, they, what is actually happening in the expanse universe is not necessarily prohibitive in the star citizen universe something along those lines um, mm-hmm. maybe the maybe the belter types of things are a little bit harder but if you take it on a larger scale not necessarily um, they wouldn't uh, especially if you had some kind of um, uh, you know the larger jump point I don't know they all become unstable or something like that, you know, whatever hap- whatever have you, they can't be usable all of a sudden forcing people to really rely on the the um uh their system whatever system they happen to be in you really rely on those particular um the uh what's the resources you can obtain maybe from those systems or closed systems anyway. So uh I think the really what it recall really what it requires at least once again from the first book's standpoint, not necessarily from the later book standpoint, without getting into those, but at least in the first book it uh, doesn't really fit later books. Absolutely, are I mean, they're pretty mm-hmm. much they're pretty much asking to be uh, in some form or another. Uh, if not an expansion into Star Citizen, perhaps a like I said, perhaps another game using the Star Citizen's engine and uh, resources to uh, easily you know, like mod over or something like that. That seems like a relatively easy thing. I, one thing I do want to point out though is that uh, fans did buy Ty Frank um, a pledge. Four star citizen, and he has played.
1: Yes, yes, yes. yes which I think is, yeah. is very cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and we should we should definitely point this out now. The um, the uh, over on the uh, the sci-fi um, website, mm-hmm. sci-fi com website, there is an, an expanse star map. Tell us about the star which map. Which it is very reminiscent of the uh, the Ark star map from. Uh, Star Citizen, but the thing that's kind of interesting about it, um, or a thing that's very interesting about it, actually, is that it is broken down by uh, season and episode of the show, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you are watching a particular episode of the show, you can click on that and then it will show you all of the relevant uh, locations and uh, characters uh, so you can kind of follow along with it's like yo I didn't you know where were they in that one scene um, you can go and, and click on on uh, you can investigate that in the uh, in the the map here without mind you uh, spurling uh, uh, your knowledge uh, to um, uh, enjoy uh, subsequent episodes of mm-hmm. the show so it's it's very very cool um, so I'm definitely um, uh, we will link that and uh, and I was thinking you know how cool it would be maybe it gave me uh, uh cause for questions as to how we will be using the star map in uh star citizen uh you know the hollow um you know with our um, um Moby Glass sure. and uh, um, and uh, you know will we will we be able to uh, perhaps uh, replay um, missions you know in Squadron Forty Two you know, something like this to, yeah yeah you know would you be able to go back and um, and sort of recount your uh, your your character's history uh, in a way um, about similar to this or I, know, cool. I, just, you know, I I never thought of it that way you know what I thought of it as.
0: Um, mm. as, uh, as a means of maybe, you know, something like this. And obviously, no one understands this unless you're looking at the uh, at the Expanse map, which I would, once again, highly recommend you do just for five minutes even when you're at work on the toilet or something like that. Because um, mm-hmm. it does very well in...
1: Uh, on, mobile, on mobile. Yeah, yeah. it
0: does. It, does it, it carries over just fine. Um, but the... Uh, or you could take your desktop into the toilet. You could. Or, you know, I used to take a laptop into the toilet with me, put it on a chair... And then that way I would never have to be away from whatever I was doing. Watching a movie. Because, I mean, I like my time on the Mark, throne.
1: Mark, so, yeah. Get the meeting starting now. <laughs> busy. I'm busy.
0: <laughs> That's beautiful. But no one ever comes and tries to disturb you when you're on the toilet. Because. Oh, the internet. It's the toilet. Who wants? No one wants to come in there. They're not going to come and get you. They, they never will. No matter what. No, no matter what they say, they will never come and get you.
1: They might be waiting for you. When you possible,
0: but guess what? You're still free while you're in there, and that's all that matters. That's... <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying, though, is that, uh, you, you know, this... God, I hope they do it. If they have, when they have the star map in the game, I would love to be able to see a means of marking it up and sharing it with friends, giving them permission to maybe to see what you've marked up on the star map, something along those lines. As, a, as an org, we'd have things marked as people find them. Uh, interesting tidbits could be something as simple as, hey, I'm over here, guys. Could someone come get me? Um, all the way to, uh, hey, you know this and such uh, group uh, in the org found this thing over here, and you we know, were all thinking about going over and checking it out. Uh, we need about twenty people or so. We figure um, on Wednesday. Here, where here's where it is. Uh, this is what we've gotten so far. Let's let, let's get together and do this. Everyone, check out. You know, you know, it's an open invite. Everyone, just you know, click it and you know, hit your name. It'll select you as you being a person interested in going. We'll all group up. Something like that would just yeah. be fantastic Uh, I think that could be so interesting not to mention all the marking up and things like that then we could do then what you're asking for a history of 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 what you did in the campaign you could do that for TGWS you could make a history of TGWS right there this Mm -hmm. thing happened on Mm -hmm. this day you know this interesting thing that thing happened on that day over there and this is when these characters died Um, Eric obviously did not die because he's he's immortal but (laughs) Anyone other than Eric Love you Monty Yes All of Eric's (laughs) friends
1: died Yet Eric lived once again Well, I mean, that, and that's you know that's kind of cool too. I mean, because with with the death of a spaceman mechanic, I mean, how how cool would it be to have an interactive history, a real time generated by yeah. the game itself, or even just an interactive of your own. history? Yeah, even just yeah. of your own characters. That could be
0: cool too. That'd be very. I, I think that would be much less intensive than them trying to do it on on a on an org scale or on a you know whatever scale. Yeah. Just even yeah, just a just a hey, this is what happened. This is when you did it. Uh, this is when your guy got his arm blown off.
1: Neat. Right there. So much stuff in in book three that I want to talk about, but I can't. Oh, I
0: know, right? It's terrible. It's, That's oh, why I have to keep me. saying, you know, me. I have to really, really make sure when I'm talking about things, I talk about things specifically to book one,
1: because it's, <laughs> things change. Next time, next time, stretch pants are off. All right, the pants are off. The pants are off. We're going, we're going full bore tamale. <laughs> Got the full tamale. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh so anyway uh but you know a couple more thoughts here about yeah. uh, about uh, the expanse universe in star citizen um uh, maybe a single player uh story driven campaign or um, um if, and if so uh what perspective you think maybe uh a, a marine a UN or a Martian marine or maybe an oPA operative um uh, and this was an idea I, mm-hmm. I kind of had that uh, we will be discussing uh, maybe on the next show uh, about um, uh, uh, Sims in the Star Citizen universe. What about if you could you could uh, have an expansion an expanse expansion in Star Citizen? You play it in that universe, but it is um, it is presented as a sim within the game, kind of the same way that Arena Ooh. Commander is or um, uh, 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 Star Marine, where you would be instead of... But the purpose is instead of testing out equipment, you would instead be uh, uh, playing an interactive story. That RPG within the RPG. That is fascinating. You know, I
0: never took to that level, but that would be actually... that. Would be very interesting. It would allow them to really, um, I don't know, expand on the kinds of gameplay they wanted to do without necessarily ruining the, you know, the history they've already developed or the story they've already developed or you know have plans for. That's a really good idea, actually.
1: You know, you know what you know what it just occurred to me. You know what's missing. You know, uh, and and I'm going back to horseradish. Uh, the, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. Always Love always horse the horseradish is mm-hmm. missing. Yeah, the creamier the mm-hmm. better. Um, is that in the point of view characters? We don't have. We really don't. We need a. Oh, you see, I'm, I can't stay in book one.
0: One more, last time, last time. Stay. You think it's hard for you? Imagine how it was for me last time. Jeez. Oh, all
1: oh. right, all right. Never mind. Okay, okay. Moving on. Moving on. Um, so yeah, I, I think it would be. Um, I think it would be very interesting. I hope that something like that can. Uh, come to um, uh, to occur, yeah. um, and um, um, if and when we get anything, I do think that it would be fun to be able to um, um, to do it uh, co op PVE. Agree. Um, the sto- the stories are so good, and the environment is is so rich. Uh, that I, I really want to um, be able to share that with my friends uh, playing beside me or <clears throat> in front of me because I'm scared, um, and not just have it you know be set up as a cool uh, backdrop to uh, repeatedly die against. You no, know? I completely agree. Actually, that last
0: it was funny. I was uh, looking at the show notes uh, earlier this morning and I and I read that, and honestly, I I think that's a great way to put it. You know, you miss a lot when you're when it's in PvP. Because you're so Mm -hmm. focused on the people. That whole, you know, not just a cool backdrop to repeatedly die against really rings true with me. I think that's really the reason I like PvE the most. It's not that I'm afraid of PvP, and I do on occasion, as as something to do differently. But that right there, you know, I I feel like it's so, so much better when you can get immersed in the story. Maybe that's just because I'm I'm a reader at heart, you know. I love getting lost in a story.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too, and and I, li- I like being able to share accomplishments yeah. with uh, with my friends, and not not so much uh, uh, share. You know, well, I, I never get to share how I own them. It's always listening to them share how they own me. So. <laughs> yeah that, that's just not so anyway um uh we will re- revisit the expanse at some point um uh just because it, it's so much fun and we love it so hard uh but uh, uh on our way out um of, of this uh this portion of the show um I did want to mention a couple of quick things that I thought were kind of interesting and relatively spoiler free i think I'm pretty sure stop me if i if i if i yeah, I, think, I think most of them are okay. uh, uh, last time we were talking about um, uh, Fred Johnson not being able to save the galaxy by writing poetry, but did you know that Avasarala's husband poetry is what he does?
0: It's true. It's kind of a weird, weird. Yeah, it's oh. kind of a weird combination. That guy really took a backseat to her uh, her profession.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not. He's definitely. I, I wouldn't even put him secondary. I'd put him tertiary. Yeah. Or, yeah, he
0: was not okay. afraid to not
1: wear the pants. <laughs> he's not he's not afraid to have to Well, you know, but he tends he stays home and he tends the garden. It's true. It's a nice to, looking garden. Anything wrong no. with that? Nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Um and speaking of our uh, 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 uh-huh. Um she is portrayed in the show by okay, help me here. Oh mind. man, you got me uh, on this one. Uh, uh is her last name. Um and it is it is I will include a link. It is simply not possible that this woman is 65 years old. Proto molecule, no sir, fountain of youth. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I just I love in the show I love her voice. I mean she's got that she's got that Paul Mall three packs of Paul Mall unfiltered today voice. And she's, and it's just it's yeah she's had it for forever too. Yeah, and she's well you know I I, I read on her uh, Wikipedia page that she did voiceover in uh, Mass Effect two and three. Really, what was she in? Yeah, she's what was she? She's done. You know, I, I never played the game, so I don't are know. Are you for but, serious? Um, how have we... I am. How did I just know about this now? Yeah. How are we friends? How are we friends? Um, And Martian Marines eat with sporks. <laughs> <laughs> we were... I, were we talking about sporks on the last show, or was that just in... Uh, in, in I think, think that was in text. I think we both
0: agreed, yes, that the spork... Yeah, because that was when you, uh, uh, you had an issue with food. Uh, not making it... Yes, clean, no, yes, yes, yes. Yes.
1: Yes, yes. I, the the quality of complementary utensils yeah. and and my de, my desire for a spork. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, just you know, happened to notice in one of the subsequent books that marine, marines do eat with sporks. Um, I, that's not giving anything yeah. away. It's just fun. They,
0: they those are fantastic implements. I would argue that you know, honestly, a spork is all you really need. But have you ever seen, or have you ever et with a battle sport? No, I haven't, until I clicked on this, and I thought, why do I not have one of these, Gleep?
1: <laughs> Truly an amazing invention. It, it is, it is. I, 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 I you know, I, I went out to the Googles, and I said, you know what, I'm going to enter these two words and see what happens, and alas, <laughs> something did. And not to mention, it's got, it's got like, you know, totally
0: badass iconography on there, too, or something like that, on etching. So, you know, it, it looks like it belongs uh, on well, a whole... What? On a whole... whole, whole, brick, whole I think a you know, baldric. Like a <laughs> sword. I don't know, like hanging across it. Uh, your- Halibird?
1: Halber- Hal- no. Uh Well, I just know that a Martian Marine will show those icons to you before you kill them. With, with you, the sport? So. Hopefully. Because with that would be with truly the impressive. The with one hand mm-hmm. tied behind His that. battle sport. Yep. Yes. Now, um, uh, and in, uh, what ship in Star Citizen do we most think is like the Rosinante?
0: See, now I see here you said the Connie. I don't know if I agree with that. Uh, I yeah. I almost, the Rosinante's tough because you don't really get a good feel for what it is uh, in the books as much as you do in the show. They kind of give a certain kind of look to it. Uh, to me because it's really a battleship it almost feels like it like it would have been and it's something that's been man you know supposed to be manned by like a dozen people i think they said it's manned by only three or four um at least a crew of eight i think is what they said but really, mm-hmm. it's, it really mm-hmm. uh, from what i understand i think it was crewed by 12 and it could hold up to 20 uh including a, a complement of marines so really you know honestly I, it's almost more along the lines of like a uh, like it wouldn't really be an Idris, but it's almost kind of like that sort of thing. Like that's that's really kind of what they're flying. I mean, it's something or maybe oh, you know it would be a Polaris. That's what it is. It's a yeah, Polaris. Good point. That's what it is.
1: Well, except Polaris. Polaris is big enough to hold a, um, a fighter. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Rosananti uh, is a big ship, though. And now is it quite that big? No, but it's, I don't
0: think it's as big as a as a. I needed a, I needed a ship that was between. You know, a Connie size and a and an Idris because I don't think it's quite an Idris size. So I think a Polaris is probably closer to what it is. Probably mm. would be a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. But I think in terms of what it's used for, I mean, it's a ship. You know, it's a it's a I don't know what they said some kind of battleship anyway. It's it's a it's made for fighting. And it's made for having a relatively large crew. So yeah, not as big as a Polaris, but I feel like that's kind of in line with what it would what it would be made for. Ooh 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 ooh.
1: How about um um.
0: A tally. Oh, good point. I like that. Okay, so maybe yeah, slightly bigger than a slightly bigger than a tally, but yeah, on that same line. Yeah, no, actually, I, I think that's very, very close. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it is a uh, it has lots of torpedoes. Yeah, it's got lots of torpedoes.
0: Uh, it has you know kind of the, it has some some cargo space if converted type of thing like that, and it's got uh, yeah, no, I could see that. I could see it definitely you know once again in, uh, in the spirit of. Atel. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, the retaliator doesn't have you know crew quarters or or a galley or any of that stuff. So um, yeah, I think I think again you're right. It needs to be a little bit bigger than that. But anyway, I just yeah, you know, that was kind of kind yeah. of kind of fun. Um, and uh, I think we were speculating about Amos's past last time. And oh, um, I think he he is not military. No. Um, he is actually just a thug. <laughs> Um, and he's from Baltimore, and his childhood really sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I thought that he was uh, the subject of one of the novellas uh, that is also a part of the series. Uh, but I, I've done a little bit of poking around, and I can't seem to find it. So I may not, uh, I may not uh, be correct on that. But uh, interesting character. And um, I think back to your um, one of your earlier points: if in fact uh, there were, um, they were killing children in. Um, in um uh, uh the expanse the the way that uh, mm-hmm. they tend to die in uh, uh song of fire or Ice and fire, that Amos would kill everyone and then we just wouldn't have a story. it.
0: true, entirely possible i uh I yes, I bowed to your wisdom in that
1: <laughs> Yes,
0: is it yes, Mr Amos yes. how high yes, Mr. Amos. exactly he's, he's more he's definitely more of the hound you know he's definitely one of those types of people.
1: oh you know? dude, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know that's something we haven't done is you know a um, um a, a comparative a, character a, study. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Say that for we'll next see. time. F- well, we'll,
0: well, fifty-seven minutes, thirty-nine seconds. No, we'll do, do a comparative. Okay. Yeah, we'll do a compare, a compare and contrast, uh, perhaps uh, when we have a little more, yes. have a little more. Yeah, you know, everyone gets to be a little more fleshed out than just the first novel, maybe.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, let's before we get out of here, let's uh, let's go through um, uh, some of the um, uh, some of the other fine things we have to uh, to mention. Uh, there is going to be an Oklahoma Bar Citizen uh, event, uh, tentatively planned here for June second. Uh, there is um, a link in the show notes to uh, the thread on our website, uh, being organized by Doc Buckshot and uh, our friend Dietrich. Uh, and I know there's some folks that are trying to make arrangements so that they can be there too. So um, definitely um, uh, check that out. Um, I, any anyone that I've ever talked to that's been to one of these events um, has has had a great time. So um, if uh, you should you should attend one near you if at all possible. We have new members. Yes, uh broccoli. The Zabruckly said, Hi, I found Star Citizen back in late 2015 and was immediately drawn to its mission, vision, and scope. This is the game I have been looking for all my gaming life. I recently found your podcast and have been listening to it as much as I can. At work, in the car, while the baby is sleeping. I'm hooked. I am looking to play this game as a rough-and-tumble small-time trader-slash-smuggler a la Dash Rendar in shadows of the Empire are you familiar with this uh with this uh, mark yeah I'm kind of uh, shadows of Empire its Empire. that's a um
0: uh jeez I mean it's definitely one of the books um from uh, Star Wars I'm trying to yeah the, the name's familiar I don't uh, don't recall offhand though
1: okay um I have a cutlass and after the rework I think it will be the YT 2400 outrider that I've been searching for yeah I could do that Okay, yeah. I've been thinking about how I will most likely end up playing solo and that really stinks I want to be part of a team and more so part of a family that's why I'd love to join your organization that's why we're here, welcome aboard it's your night to do the dishes alright and then um, I know that this means something <laughs> Cleep I want to look at eight, it look at it again now make
0: the, okay. make, the, make the numbers letters. Huh? I'm going to give you a hint. Well, okay. The eights are B's. F-
1: oh. Just read it for me, Mark. Please. Bob the Dinosaur. Oh, God. <laughs> I, thousand years. <laughs> thousand years I never would have got that.
0: Bob the Dinosaur, spelled 8087H3D1N054UR. You are, you are the winner.
1: Man, that's good. You see, I was going eighty eighty, 80 seven. I was thinking of uh, of old IBM processors and going, man, eighty eighty seven. Got it. So this got like an like a total old school uh, PC <laughs> right, guy like, trying to trying to figure out. Like, this is cryptic. I'm gonna get this one. Yeah, this is going. This dude is yeah deep, right. man. <laughs> well done, Bob. You yeah. It. You did. And he says, "I've got a ship. I swear it." Well, Bob, you also have too many affiliate orgs because when I tried to add you, it said no can do. So. Go drop somebody and apply again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, you kill me, Bob. You're killing me. killing me, Bob. Uh, Solo Lobo joined us. He said, hey, guys, I'm a military guy just like this lame-butt handsome devil. This prospect likes info running, e-war exploration, and long walks on the beach. Maybe one day I can be a shadow broker or pirate lord with a merchantman flagship. Solo Lobo out. Welcome. Yeah, so how cool is that, that uh, Handsome is uh, is serving halfway around the world and uh, and recruiting folks right. to the converting orders. Converting on the fly. Impressive. Good job, Handsome Devil. That is. Well yeah. done. Yeah. So welcome, Solo. It's good to have you on board. And then Trigger Happy Taco joined us. He says, I have an alpha going to cut to an LN or maybe an LX. Enjoy exploration but always bring some big guns in case things get nasty. I found Star Citizen in a Wired article and was hooked when I saw the PU and Star Marine. Welcome, Mr. Taco. It's good to Or Mrs. Taco, I'm not sure. Um, Over on the website, No Gun Shogun joined us, as did Lobow, who is actually Lobo, um, Hmm. uh, uh, Handsome's friend, but he has different names in different places. You know, for secrecy
0: he's, he says very secret
1: yes <laughs> uh, well he's no he's no Bob the Dinosaur he is no Bob the sure. Dinosaur so few are it's Mark, it, really, truly get down truly to it. it is Yeah. All right. Well, let's say we get out of here, um, and uh, we will, like we said, we will be back with um, all of the uh, Star Citizen um, uh, information. You know, we we had uh, the concept sale, we had the um, the Eclipse, the Aegis Eclipse, a concept sale. It looks like, uh, from preliminary numbers, looks like uh, folks are interested. So we'll be talking about that, and um, uh, also I'll tease a little bit. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by. This week's episode is brought to you by um, um, finger puppets m- making missiles, a new a new fun for uh, family game made by Mattel, TM. <laughs> um, uh, Ace will be sharing with us some information or some stories, some story, some, uh, some of the adventures that he is uh, leading in his uh, his uh, Thursday night's Dungeons and Dragons campaign, yeah. so I'm uh, very excited to uh, hear about that, so uh, definitely tune in for some tabletop magic oh, You, uh, you know what it's made by?
0: It's made by Succubi That's <laughs> more than one Succubus <laughs> Succubi Lower Demons of the something is level um, I believe they are Ooh, do you know are they uh, the lawful evil or the chaotic evil ones do you know offhand? Mm. hand uh, all I know is they're generally cheaper by the yeah, pound true story true story can never have too many pounds of succubi
1: <laughs> or do you measure that in in, um, in uh, fluid ounces actually sure. I
0: think you measure yeah that's very possible yeah it's definitely it's definitely a standard
1: measurement non metric mm. weights and measures yes. that's what's for breakfast Please go to engine.com. They are the quick, easy, and free solution for hosting your community website. That's E-N-J-I-N dot com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at thebase.sc where you can find rebroadcasts of our shows happening throughout the week. Go to I-N-N and learn some things. You can find it at imperialnews.network. You can reach this podcast by email coms at versecast.org is that address on twitter we are at versecast be sure to use the hashtag tgws to join our org go to robertsspaceindustries.com slash org slash cast. do the spectrum all the kids are doing it robertsspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash cast. on steam we are those guys with ships and do be sure to check out our star citizen gaming community website it is org Generally speaking, pre-made salads come with poor quality forks. My name is Gleep, and all my contact information is in the show notes. Mark? Battlespork. Battlesporks. Battlesporks. At at dawn. (laughs) At at ten paces, can you do a Battlespork? No, probably like at half a paces. It depends on how how it's weighted (laughs) and how sharp
0: that... that, that, I would argue everyone... How much are these? I think we all need Battlesporks. It doesn't even say...
1: What is the thing where you like you have to like when you have to like hold hands and then they like tape your hands together and then you do your, your battle spork battle?
0: I don't even know, man. All I know is they don't have any for sale.
1: <sighs>
0: <sighs> ah!
1: De- denied Denied.
0: Multi kill. Who are you? Uh what's that? Who am I? I'm Mark. Uh you can reach me in MadCal one zero zero one at gmail.com or Mark at versecast.org, uh where I will promptly not reply to anything you send me. Uh, no, I kid. I kid. I always reply. I love emails, uh, though no one ever sends me any, which is your own fault. Um, other than that, you already know this is brought by Finger Puppets uh, building missiles. Once um, again, Mattel, great, great family company. Uh, I want you to know those are 80% of all radioactive material in the in the game is actually repurposed from uh, previous nuclear silos, so you know they're really going for for kind of a, a recycling, reusing, and uh, recycle, reuse, and reduce kind of methodology for this game. I, yeah, I think I think that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, it's really really a family oriented uh, uh, company, and they really work very hard, uh, you know, working sustainable energies, um, sustainable uh, gameplay. And um, sustainable eating, manufacturing, and uh, blowing upping of, of things as a family. Sustainable. 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 I've see how many times I say sustainable. 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 sustainable.
1: sustainable. Uh, the answer is apparently quite a few. Sustainable. That's all I got, um, Gleep. All right. Well, until next time, then, we are those guys with Succubi, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See ya. <laughs> Finger puppets.